Hello, and welcome back to the Rotten Views Podcast. Welcome to episode 159. Can you guys believe that? We're actually at 159 episodes of this silly, silly podcast that I do each and every week by myself, my lonesome self. Uh, But yet you guys still come back each and every week, which is amazing. I appreciate that so much. It does mean a lot to me. And I thank you guys all for coming back. You know, it's it's kind of getting late at night, and I'm just popping this uh, episode up and getting ready to actually watch the movie at hand. Uh, So it's going to... It's going to be a late night tonight, probably, as I got some artwork. I'm trying to get a P.B. Herman uh, tribute piece done for a customer, and hopefully that will be done tonight or early tomorrow, or early Sunday tomorrow. Uh, the last episode of the podcast, uh, Return of the Living Dead, just dropped earlier this morning, I think at like 5 o'clock this morning, and uh, we got it's been a busy day. It's been a busy weekend. You know, I look forward to my weekends because I'm like, ah, I get to relax. Uh, I'm not really relaxing because I'm always working on something, but at least it's it's a fun, fun work, I guess. You know, it's, it's art and other stuff, you know, doing stuff with my kid uh even though she drives me bonkers some days uh but that that's fine it's that's you know the joys of parenthood right it's only going to get better from here right it's, it's going to get better though right as i get older right right guys they get better as i get older right please tell me they get better i'm kidding she's fine she, she actually is a really uh, good kid and to be honest with you i can tell her that i'm recording and she'll just you know go off in her room you know do some artwork color watch a video whatever and you know she's she's fairly good for that most days so something i want to mention beforehand in case you guys don't check out my social media stuff and whatnot um i do drawings for her each and every single day so that she goes to school camp whatever and we're going to be starting halloween pieces next next month so it's going to be like three series that i'm actually dropping each and every single day uh that's crazy i'm just uh, taking the concept and putting that actually into my brain now i'm just going to have to do the the treehouse of horror daily posting the sketch note or post-it note daily posting and then there's also going to be halloween inspired pieces for her lunch as well sarah says she wants a bunch of scooby-doo pieces so that's kind of cool i'm going to do a bunch of different villains for that so i'm going to be posting those ones as well i don't post a lot of the ones that i do for because i just figure people aren't going to really want to see them just a bunch of various cartoon characters and whatnot if you guys do want to see more of those though let me know and i will start posting them more often but this is all just going on about my social media stuff so make sure to check out at typhoon pretty much on any platform at all you know your, tw- your twitter x if you want to call it x whatever it's it's still twitter at the end of the line um but instagram uh the facebook page you can add me 
on Facebook if you want. You, you can find me. It's easy to find me. Uh, but the main thing is the YouTube channel. If you want to check it out there, uh, I'll be posting my shorts, maybe even doing some shorts of me actually doing them and like drawing them and doing them as like a speed time lapse video. I might do some actually long longer videos. I might actually I've been doing some live streams actually. I've, it's been a few days or maybe like a week since I actually did a live stream on YouTube. But I was doing live streams on YouTube where I was actually drawing, working on the drawings for the week for. So if you guys want to see more of those, let me know down below. And I'll start doing those more often as well. And uh, yeah, we just got a bunch of content coming out on the YouTube channel. Make sure to check out the links all down below uh, because I think there might be some content there that you guys enjoy. I've been actually uh, getting a lot more views on YouTube. Um, I just dropped a note episode of the podcast a couple days ago. It was, uh, I forget which one it was actually, to be honest with you. I mean, my dad brain is the absolute worst, 100%. Uh, but yeah, I dropped the old episode, episode 144. It's not even that freaking old, to be honest with you. Uh, the Wrong Turn remake review. And uh, you guys just apparently enjoyed to listen to it on YouTube for whatever reason. This is an extra 130 views. I know that's not a lot for a lot of people, but for a small account like myself, that means a lot. And it just keeps going up each and every single day. So that's awesome. For like 24 hours, it was over 100 views, which I think was crazy. Uh, but I appreciate that. Nonetheless, we'll keep growing. We keep getting new subscribers. So definitely go check that out. The weekly gaming views drop every Wednesday. And we're working on some new content that I'm not going to mention right at this point in time because I want to get a few things set up and like a little bit of a catalog built up before I you know start burning myself because I only act I only actually work on like four to five hours of sleep as it is so let's let's try not to go below that because I I don't feel like you know burning myself alive on the torch from both ends uh you know you know you know what it is but I know for this one I've been on a little bit of a tangent and just talking all over the place so we're gonna t you know jump right into our movie which is free to watch on Tubi still but you can also find it for free on YouTube so I've I'm actually pulled it up on YouTube and actually it's been up there for six years and it's got 2.2 million views which is crazy uh hopefully people like i should actually read the comments and see if anyone's dropped any comments on it uh i also didn't realize this is part one of like a, a three film series they're all tv movies uh, and they've got really creative writing because the first one is sometimes they come back second one is sometimes they come back again and the third one is sometimes they come back for more that's very creative uh good good job stephen king uh, I'll see if you didn't know one of the writers for this or the main writer is Stephen King I'm not going to go into his history you know you got uh, Silver Bullet you got Cujo Christine a bunch of other movies Maximum Overdrive being the main thing because you know that's my that's my favorite one you also have Lance uh, Connor is a writer as well I know I jumped the director but I'll, go, I'll get back to him uh, he's a writer for the 2001 uh, Planet of the Apes he also did Superman The Quest for Peace he's done three episodes of Boardwalk Empire and Star Trek uh, is that four I think no six VI I think that's six yeah six the undiscovered country i'm not a star trek fan i, I want to eventually watch them just for the sake of saying i've watched them in my catalog but i will get to that someday not anytime soon but someday uh, another writer on it is uh mark rosnell rosnell uh, he also was the writer for the 2001 planet of the apes uh the jewel of the nile from 1985 and he did two episodes of the 2016 uh roots tv series which i didn't even know they had a 2016 tv series and then the director is tom mclaughlin uh you might know him from friday the 13th jason lives uh date with an angel from 1987 the unsaid from 2001 and sometimes they come back from 1991 apparently uh he didn't do a lot of other stuff nothing that's too amazing he also well he did something called the amazing stories from 1986 and 1987 where he did two episodes but that's nothing really to talk about he also was the writer for the friday the 13th the series where he did three episodes so he's got he, he likes jason so that's kind of cool uh, i'm i'm a fan of jason 
hacking and slashing. This is, like I said, a made-for-TV movie. I couldn't find anywhere that says the budget or anything like that. This is a TV movie. I guess there's not much information on it. Maybe I'm just too stupid and don't know where to look. So if you know a good spot where to look for that kind of stuff for TV-made movies, let me know. I would love to know where to look. Uh, it's got 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, and the quick synopsis is a man and his family return to his hometown where he is harassed by teenagers who died when he was a kid. It's a drama horror thriller. We got a classic tagline for this. With the shining and misery, Stephen King scared you to death. Now he's going to scare you back to life. Uh, trivia. Jim Norman says 27 years ago they killed Wayne. Pennywise also comes back every 27 years in the novel It by Stephen King. And apparently there's a goof. Uh, when they return to the greasers, they're able to drive their car without the keys which Jim took from the crash scene in 1963 so why do they need them to drive out of the tunnel during the final boilers dog barking outside great for my podcast that's fine though it's fine don't worry about it totally fine and as always i say um you know before i start talking about this you know if you don't want to be spoiled feel free to pause this podcast now and go watch the uh, movie at hand or just listen to me talk about it because i'm going to be talking about it from start to finish and you know hitting all the points in between so it's pretty much like listen to me talk about the movie like you're kind of watching like mystery science theater but it's not nearly as funny or entertaining but that's besides the point right right you guys still like it right please come back please don't leave me uh but yeah we're gonna get right into the movie at hand right now so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode presents saturday night at the movies the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures tonight from stephen king the modern master of terror creator of pet cemetery and misery comes an all-new excursion to the place where Hopper comes alive. This used to be a nice little town, but for Jim Norman, it holds a terrifying secret. Now, 27 years later, he's come back with his family, but they won't be alone. Driving in person, Mr. Norman. All he wants is a chance for a new beginning. I don't want to dream. The things that haunt him are about to begin all over again. Norman, Norman, continue to come out and play. It's starting again, isn't it? Jimmy, what's wrong? Someone seems like they're in trouble. <laughs> they probably are. Why are they after you? They killed Billy. It's okay for now. Me. Seems they're here to finish up some old business, and we're part of the plan. Something's left unsettled. Sometimes they come back. and William Sanderson. Sometimes they come back. I've been waiting for you, son.
Alright, we got our movie starting out with that classic MGM Lion Roar logo intro. We got some good memories of that. Got good memories of a lot of logos, actually, to be honest with you. Pretty much say that on almost every movie that happened. And the intro starts coming in, and then we see the music starting to pick up a little bit, and then it's at Stephen King's Sometimes They Come Back. Let me know also, guys, if you want me to talk about the cast at all. I, I sometimes talk about the cast when I know them from other movies. I probably remember some of these guys from other movies. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, looking at it off the top of my head, I don't really remember too many or too much of them, but... It, let me know if you want me to deep dive a little bit more into who's playing in the, the movie and what roles they've done beforehand. And I'll, I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. I'm, that doesn't bother me at all. And the movie pretty much starts up right after the uh, the intro credits. As we see the fast pace of just train tracks moving, we're, we can definitely tell there's a train going down the tracks, but we can't actually see the train at all. And then there's a narration, which I'm assuming is by Tim Matheson, who's playing Jim Norman. But not 100% sure at this point in time because it's been a while since I watched this movie. We hear that the guy's a teacher and he's come back to his town because he needed to take the job because it's the only job that he could find. And we see uh, it's Jim and uh, his family in this like V&W bus as they're moving in. Doesn't look like they have much stuff unless they got, you know, a moving van coming with them at some point in time. And then in the narration, we find out his parents fled the town from fear when he was nine and his brother was also murdered in this town. And that's why he's very, you know, remorseful about moving back. But he's got to take the job to pay the bills and to you know keep his family alive not alive but keep them fed and whatnot get to the spot where they're gonna call home now and as soon as the kid gets out he's like where's all the sidewalks mom's like that's ah, the least your worries and then jim hears a train off in the distance and kind of catches his attention he's like oh okay we can definitely tell there's some issues with him and trains so i'm assuming that's how his brother died but we'll get into a little bit more later on of course we see jim you know they're moving in they're getting everything set up. and the first thing that jim wants to put up is the chicago cubs poster in his son's room where it looks like the mattress is just sitting on the floor but it's fine they just moved in it's fine it's no big deal also just a little thing like in this kid's room the light you never see this anymore but it's just like a pole rope uh, that pulls down to turn the light off because Jim's like, hey, buddy, you want the light on or off? And the kid's like, off. Like, are you sure? You positive, right? And the kid wants the lights off, so kid's got the light off. And then we just cut to uh, Jim and his wife just getting busy in the bed, you know, to break in the house, of course. You know, you know that's their ceremony to break in the house. And then we cut to the class, and one of the jock guys is like, yeah, I heard this new teacher threw a kid out of a window in Chicago. And it's just a bunch of the kids saying different rumors, or teenagers, I should say, saying a bunch of different rumors about what the teacher is or who they think the teacher might be. And, of course, it's Jim. Of course. Jim comes. And he's like, so you're my fifth class. Thank God you're seniors. Hopefully you guys will be a little bit nice to me. And, uh, you know, guys will stay awake. Then one of the jockey guys gets up. He's like, ah, I'm the chipster. So there's something you got to know about this class there, Jim. It's like, so this isn't really a real class. This is a jock class because, you know, pretty much all of us guys in here are on the football team. And the girls are just kind of like, you know, oohing on all over us. So this isn't a real class. You can't really fail us at all, you know, just so you know. Chipster's like, yeah, so uh, you pass. Pass us. Uh, we'll get a championship. You'll be a happy, happy school, happy squad, happy life, right? And the whole class starts yelling, chip, 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 chipster. And uh, Jim grabs the, uh, the fucking long ass ruler. I forget what the meter stick. It literally snaps it in half. He's like, sorry about that, guys. Uh, did me to lose my cool. But uh, guessing you shut up. And he's like, you know, saying sorry to class and how he's not going to break any more sticks. And this is one, like, looking guy who's definitely not a jock by any means. Looks a little, you know, out of it. He's like, ah, I kind of liked it. So you can break another stick if you want to. We later on see uh, Jim being called into the office to talk to, I think, the principal. I think the jocks just got done talking to him. But 
But then we also saw the kid who's like said that he likes the stick being broken, being kind of like nudged into in the hallway, kind of like he's like an outcast essentially. And then we cut to Jim outside what I assume is his old parents' house that's abandoned and boarded up. He's kind of just standing out there looking on, like, and he can see like the curtain moving a bit, and then he hears like his little brother laughing, and then he has a flashback moment of him and his brother playing on the porch, or it might be his older brother. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which brother is which, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's actually his his older brother. I believe Wayne is the one who dies. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure I read that in the description anyways. But then we, he has like the flashback of Wayne being bullied on the train tracks and his brother yelling at him to run. And then he's like, okay, I gotta get out of this area. And then he gets home and they start taking Polaroid pictures of him. Well, not Polaroids. It's like the old uh, film cameras. He's like, all right, guys, come on, sit down, sit down. Let's get home. The hard day. And the kid's all excited because he's like, hey, we went out shopping and got an antique. And he hands his dad this antique. And it's an antique steam engine train. And he's like, oh, that's, that's cool. That's great. And then Sally's talking about how she found this old abandoned storefront and how she wants to open up and do more than just sell flowers. And all he is hearing is the sound of a train as he's looking at this train. And Sally's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, fine. Just a long long day at work. That's all. And then Jim's like, so yeah, I had to talk with the principal. He just said how he didn't want a Chicago incident here. And he's, she's like, well, I thought you had that all sorted out. It's like, apparently the Chicago incident is a real thing. Maybe he did really throw a kid out the window. Um, I don't know. That's teaching for you, I guess. You don't want to fucking pay attention. It's your own fault. Like, I mean, throwing a kid out a window might be a little bit of a stretch. Like, unless it's on, like, the ground floor, it's not that big deal. But, like, if you're on the second, third floor, probably a little bit dangerous. Dangerous nonetheless, but still. And then we see it's nighttime and they're trying to sleep. And Jim's having a nightmare because he's having a nightmare of him and his brother in the train tunnel as these greasers are coming up at them. And the whole time the greasers are, like, looking at them. There's, like, a lion roaring. I'm not sure the, the reason behind that, but they thought it was good. So whatever, it worked. And then Jim's running away in the dream crying. And then he actually gets woken up and can still hear cr- crying. So he tries to wake up Sally, but she's still fast asleep. So he gets up to go check to see what's going on. And we think it's his son crying he goes into the son's room but the son's still fast asleep then he looks over on the nightstand sees the steam engine train sitting there and then we hear the steam engine train sound in the background he's like okay i'm losing my fucking shit living in this house and then as he's standing there it changes to daylight even though it's middle night he's looking at the wall and there's a bunch of pictures of his old family the family house that they used to live in apparently and then we see a old flat wooden tv on the ground like not flat screen of course but it's one of those old tvs with the wooden frame around and it's playing a black and white movie on it or TV show. I'm not really too sure what it is, to be honest with you. But now Jim is totally confused as to what's going on. He doesn't know where he is or what's happening. And he's walking around. He actually sees it's his dad and his mom in the kitchen, you know, laughing, having a fun time. Then he hears him crying again. He goes outside and sees on the porch is a younger version of himself sitting on the porch crying. And then he goes to check and he sees that it's himself and he's kind of looking at it all confused. And then Wayne opens the door and says, Jimmy, and they both look at Wayne. And he's like, what, what are you crying about? You know, what's the big issue? Then old version of Jim is watching as young version of jim and wayne start walking down the sidewalk out of the like house area and the brother's like yeah me and you jimmy we're always gonna hang out together we're always gonna be stuck together because we're brothers it's like oh yeah yeah about that and then we see young version of jim and wayne as they're running to the train tracks and they run up to the train up on top of the train tracks because it's on a like a hill area and they're looking down the tunnel and jim's like so we're gonna go for the tunnel wayne's like yeah it's faster it's just a shortcut it's no big deal then we see young version of jim and wayne heading down the train tracks and then we see the old version of jim staying off in the distance as he's yelling at them not to do it and yelling for them not to go down the train tunnel and then next thing we know we see this old uh chrysler i think 50 coming down the road at them or coming down the train tracks at them and they stop and say hey guys you uh you sissies are blocking the road how about you move out of the way 
Then the greasers pull out in front of them and actually block the train tracks and park the car across the train tracks. And they all get out of the car to confront Wayne and Jim. Then the main greaser, which I think is Richard Lawson, he's like, hey, you kid, you want to get through the tunnel? You're going to have to pay. That's when Wayne's like, ah, we'll go back. And then one of the other greasers makes fun of him. He's like, nah, you're not going back. You're going to pay. You know, you got some new sneakers on here. Let's see if you can fly with them on. Then we see the greasers picking on Wayne. They, they throw the books around and then they take Wayne's shoes off and throw them up in there and like magically get stuck on a pipe that's hanging out in the train tunnel and then jim's like hey you guys leave my brother alone that's when then wayne punches the main greaser and then he pulls a switchblade he's like ah you, nobody punches me nobody punches that's when wayne's yelling at jimmy to run and then i guess wayne's trying to get like out or maybe when the greasers pushes him i can't really tell what actually happens there but he anyways he falls into the switchblade essentially and the guy's just standing there and he realizes his switchblade is inside wayne's stomach almost i think stomach chest area stomach and uh he's looking around like he, he deserted i didn't i didn't do it and then everyone else is looking around like oh shit you actually stabbed the guy oh fuck he's a kid what the fuck are we gonna do now dude you actually stabbed a kid he's like well what about him he's gonna he's gonna tell somebody we, we should deal with him and then next thing you know the train's coming down the track at them and they're all rushing to get into the car uh, Jim goes to grab his brother to, you know, try and get him off the tracks. And that's when Wayne's just like, go get help, go get dad. And the greasers are all like, where's the keys? I don't know where the keys are. So they, they're they struggling to get out of the car at the same time. They're going through the window on the door. And then next thing you know, the train hits the car. Everything goes up in flames. And Jim's still in the train tunnel. And he's off on the side, like tucked in the fetal position. And then next thing we know, we see him running home crying. And then he runs past a cop car and the cop gets out. And he's like, wait, what, what's wrong, Jimmy? And, but Jimmy just ignores him and runs straight home and then just sits on the porch. And now we cut to old version of Jim who's sitting on his own porch having a mental breakdown. And Sally comes out being like, Jim, what, what's the matter, honey? What, what's up? And Sally comes out. She's like, I thought I heard a child crying. And Jim's like, ah, yeah, that, uh, that was me. Uh, I can use coffee. Be in a minute for coffee. We see uh, Jim leaving the school. He's got a box full of school supplies or something. I'm not sure what's going on. Anyways, he's putting his stuff in this little BMW bus. So when we then see from the point of view of someone inside this red firebird as it's flooring right towards Jim, it looks like it's going to pretty much T-bone him right into his, his van. And it's, you know, swerves right beside him. He gets out and it's a chipster who's pissed off because he's failing. That's when Jim's like, you know what? I played football too when I was in school. I also did the work. So if you don't want to fail and you want to still be on the team just do the goddamn work then we see jim get into his van and he's trying to turn it on but the fucking thing won't start so then the chipsters just stand there staring at him through the driver window and then he punches the window once it doesn't break or anything and he's like you're dead man yeah you're dead then out of nowhere the guy who got bullied in the hallway who said that he liked uh jim breaking the stick pops up he's like hey so uh what were you and chip talking about and he He's like, ah, nothing. And then we find out that the guy's, you know, he looks a little distraught. He looks a little sad. And he's, so uh, Jim gets out of the van to talk to him. He's like, you know, you said about how things, you know, happen for a reason and keep repeating yourself. Can we, can we change things? Can we change the outcome of things? And then we find out he was listening to Dust in the Wind. And he's like, ah, I just don't want to become, you know, a piece of dust in someone's eye. That's all. And I believe this character's name is North, but I could be wrong on that one. It looks like North. And he gets back on his bicycle and rides away. So it was wrong. Uh, we find out the he drops his wallet on the ground and Jim picks it up and his name is Billy Stearns. My bad. So yeah, it, it, they look like the same in the IB, 
IDM picture. Just the North character looks a little different. I'm assuming he's the dead version or one of the dead greaser guys, at least. Okay, so we see Billy riding his bike down the like kind kind of looks like a main road, not really. But then he drives by this black greaser car, which is the same car from the train tunnel, and then the car comes speeding after him. The whole time it's speeding after him, we also see Jim speeding to try and give Billy back his wallet. And he's honking the horn because he sees this greaser car behind Billy, pretty much swerving up beside him, swerving around him, you know, pretty much trying to cause him to crash or kill himself, essentially. Then we see Billy riding his bike past this guy and his family who's on the side road because they're having vehicle issues. But when he rides past the family on the side of the road, there's no black car behind them. Uh, all they see is Billy on his bike and they see Jim coming on his on his VW bus. And the next thing we know, the black car crashes and causes Billy to go off the bridge and he's dead because he doesn't land in water. He lands on, you know, stone. And there's like a couple of trees coming up and whatnot. And there's also two guys that are fishing off of this bridge, but I don't know where the fucking water is because there's no water where uh, Billy lands, even though he lands, he like jumps off at the beginning of the bridge, essentially, so he would be on an angle to hit the water. But it's besides the point, uh, they don't see the black car go by either. And then next thing you know, Jim stops, looks down, sees that Billy's dead. And then he sees the black car sitting on the bridge and sees it speed away as flames are coming out of exhaust. And then next thing we know, we see he's back in school and we see the principal come over and he's like, yeah, so you got a new student in period seven. And his name is Richard Lawson, which I thought was one of the greasers, but apparently not. Anyways, and the principal's like, you know, you got this the space, be, you know, because Billy Stern's no longer living, so he can just take his seat, okay? That's fine. And that's when Jim's like, you know, Billy was murdered. He got rammed off the road by that car. And then the principal's like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Everyone else there didn't see another car, either did in your car. So unless your car is the one that rammed off the road, there wasn't a car that ran him off the road and murdered him. That's when we then see Jim going into his class, trying to get control of everyone, telling everyone to sit down he pinpoints chip and he's like hey chip you can sit down he's like what is that or he's like well yeah you can just do what you're told it's in my classroom we also see this greaser guy with the his back towards jim and everyone else in the classes are standing around at the back there's like a group of like five of them he's like so uh is your name richard lawson and the guy just raises his hand with a cigarette in his like behind his ear being the typical greaser he's like yeah that's me he's like live and in person sir just came up from milford or whatever and then jim's having flashbacks because this guy looks like the same greaser that killed his brother in the train tunnel and then jim's like hey so one thing about my class uh, no cigarettes so richard breaks the cigarette he's like he's like sorry sir i don't want to do anything to upset you i'm uh, i'm hungry for knowledge i can't wait to have you teach me some new stuff that's when then jim addresses the class he's like you know i'm really we are all really sad about billy stearns what happened to him so if you guys need to talk about anything now's the time let's let's just you know use this time in class to talk about billy if you want to that's when lawson raises his hand he's like so uh mr norman uh, why do you keep staring at me? What, what? He's like, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. You know, I can see you're staring at me. Also, something typical with movies. I love that these guys are also so look like they're high school students. But all of them look like they're late 20s, early 30s at this point. Especially the greaser guy. Because you can see a 5 o'clock shadow. And of course, when Jim turns his back and tries to do a lesson on the board, Chipster being the chipster that he is, throws an orange at the pull-down screen. And it makes the screen go up. So then Jim's like, I don't know who threw this, but you guys are a fucking coward. Didn't actually swear at them. But 
how about you throw something at my face? And he starts yelling at them all. And then the principal comes in. He's like, I'll take over your class for a while. And he's like, no, I'm fine. Just go away. Principal like, no, I'll take over your class. Then we see uh, Jim taking a visit to the graveyard where he's, you know, putting some flowers on his brother's grave and, you know, just trying to get a hold of his reality. But then we cut and see the 66th or 67th annual Harvest Day Parade because, you know, it's a little redneck town. So, of course, we're going to have a Harvest Day Parade just like over here. There's a turkey parade and a corn fest and all this other stuff i don't give a shit about i'm also being serious like a couple towns over there was a turkey festival thing that happened today parade face paint and all that fun stuff and like a couple weeks ago there was actual a corn fest thing it's weird you know, whatever. It is what it is, I guess. Then while they're at this parade, uh, Jim's son's looking up and he sees a pair of red shoes hanging off on this um, um, telephone pole or street lamp. Street lamp. That's what it was. And they fall down and he picks them up. He's like, hey, Dad, look, they just fell off this pole over here. And Jim's looking at them and they're the same shoes that Wayne wore when the greasers took them off of him. Jim gives the shoes back to his son and then he looks up and he sees Richard Lawson full greaser mode just you know staring at him smiling with a cigarette in his mouth and then we see something that I actually miss as a family and you know having a family now we see them sitting on the couch son's fast asleep got a big bowl of popcorn and they're watching King Kong you know I just miss the old days of like TGIF Fridays where you're sitting down as a family having a pizza watching some family matters at Full House or watching a movie for me you know that's what we used to do when I was younger or watch you know Leopard con or friday the 13th some various horror movies and uh you know it's it makes you think of how times used to be because now everything's just streaming and nobody actually sits around as a family anymore but anyways back to the movie uh the, the sally and the son go upstairs and that's when jim's like yeah i'll be up soon and then the movie changes and the picture changes and it's now a home video of jim and wayne as kids and jim's totally confused as to what's going on so he gets closer to the tv because he doesn't believe what he's actually seeing and just sees him and his brother having fun playing baseball and then next thing you know wayne's like telling jimmy to run and then the picture frame changes and then we cut back to king kong being shot then he hears the train whistle off in the distance so he grabs his coat goes outside and the next thing we know we see him walking down an old train bridge in the middle of the night and then he comes up to the tunnel which is complete darkness and then you hear some whistling sounds and hears some sounds of his brother talking again and having various flashbacks and we see the greasers pop up again but it's all still just a flashback at this point in time and then we see the train explode and it's just him trying to grasp what's all going on in this town and like i don't know how close he is to town like his house and then next thing we know we just see him walking down the street as everything's closed there's nobody else on the sidewalks and then he bumps into one of his students and she's like ah, i was just taking a walk you know i was you know out here what are you doing out here that's when Jim's like, so, hey, Kate, uh, just by the chance, no train, does it still run through here? And she's like, train? Wait, what are you talking about? I've lived here all my life, and I've never once seen a train come through. He's like, oh, okay, uh, just, I was just curious, you know, just wondering. And that's a weird group of scenes, because then we see the greasers again. We see Jimmy and his brother running through. The next thing we know, we see Kate running through the, the swampy-looking area, and then she falls to the ground, and then we see the greasers standing above her with the switchblade out, and then we see Jim waking up in bed screaming. Because I don't know what the hell is going on. And we see it's storming out. And Jim's just looking outside the window. Just trying to relax and calm down. And then all he hears is the one greaser just laughing over and over again in his, in his head. 
And then it's the next day, and Jim's, you know, having a cup of coffee. Kid's having some cereal with, like, 16 scoops of sugar. And Sally pulls him off the side. He's like, so, Jim, maybe we should, you know, not stay here. Maybe we should move. And Jim's like, what, what are you talking about? No, we're going we're gonna to stay here. Everything's fine. Nothing, Nothing's happening. Then we cut to Jim's class, and it looks like everyone's taking a test because it's very quiet, and everyone's just sitting there. But then we see Richard, who's just, you know, sitting there with his hands behind his head, just relaxing. And then he looks over, and we notice uh Kate's seat is actually empty and then Jim's actually realizing it's empty too and he's having flashbacks to that scene that he saw when he's sleeping and then next thing you know we see a search crew in that exact same area as they have the flashlights out they have the search dogs out and they're just you know searching for anything and that's when the search team gets ready to call it off and Jim's out there helping them look around he's like wait is there a barn actually over here and they're like yeah it's a little tin slice or whatever over there he's like ah i gotta go to the barn jim then goes in the barn starts searching around doesn't see anything and then a big gust of air comes in blows his hair and then the top door of the barn blows open and he points his flashlight up and we actually see kate is hanging from inside the barn and then we see like the principal and a doctor i thought was a guidance counselor of some sort saying you know a group of teachers i'm assuming just saying you know you know if you see someone in trouble you know speak out to them ask them if they're doing okay and that's when jim's like are you kidding me like there's two dead kids in this town just in like the last week and a half you guys should be doing more than that and jim's like you know it wasn't a suicide she got murdered you know neither one of these murders was a suicide or attempt at suicide whatever i'm not sure what they're ca- counting billy at because it was an accident essentially but then the the doctor tries to talk to jim he's like so if you want to have like some counseling I'll, I'll talk to you because you know you you think it's not suicide and whatnot you think they were actually murdered so we, we can sit down and talk if you want then jim goes back to class and he sees that he's got someone new in his class again he's like hey who are you you don't just you don't belong in here he's like yeah actually i'm a, a transfer from their school and we find out it's another one of the greasers that killed his brother and of course the greaser pulls out the same switchblade that killed his brother and he's trying to clean his nail with it he's like yeah so you want to hand that over to me because you're not allowed to have that in my classroom he's like yeah i'd love to give it to you stab you then we see Jim leaving class, getting ready to go to his car, and we can overhear that doctor talking to two officers. He's like, so my professional opinion, I think he's unstable, and I think he's probably a danger to the school, to be honest with you. Then we see Jim at home, washing up, you know, wiping down his face, and then Sally knocks on the door. He's like, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. He's like, well, actually, there's a boy here knocking at the door. He says he's one of your students, so um, just curious, though. And Jim's a little hesitant to open the door to see who it is, because he's thinking it's one of the greasers. And then it's actually the chips are showing up. He's like, so i'm not here to give you a bad time i'm just, just something i need to talk to you about that's when chip's like you know if those guys do anything you gotta know i'm not in it with them i'm not i'm not doing anything with them those guys are crazy he's like what, what are you talking about we find out that chipster went out with them for some beers he's complaining to them about how you know, they're going to fail failed chipster because of everything chipster feels like the greasers are going to attack uh jim for what everything they saying and then the greasers apparently told chipster that you know they've known jim for a while and they're gonna get some revenge on from something that happened in the past and then chipster's like you know what i'm not going to school tomorrow i'm i'm just i got a brother in kansas i'm just gonna take off and go to school there because i don't want to live here because these guys are crazy and they're gonna kill me that's when then chip starts to run away and jim starts yelling he's like you can't keep running away you gotta actually tell someone about this and then chipster starts walking 
walking back towards Jim and that's when the greaser car shows up behind him and actually runs over Chipster and now we have Chipster stuck on the hood of this car as they're speeding around town as Chip's holding on for his life. Jim runs back into his house and locks the door and the next thing you know we hear someone knocking on the door and then it's Norman one of the police officers. That's when Norman's like you know you wouldn't mind coming down to the station with me and Jim's all confused like they got one of my students they're driving around like maniacs. It's like yeah let's let's come down on the, the police station and talk about some stuff. Then we see the greaser stop and Chip falls off the car and then two of the greasers get out of the car and throw Chipster in the back of the car. He's like come on we're going for a road trip pal. Then we see uh, Richard's driving the car. He's like, hey, you haven't met North yet, have you, Chip? Came from uh, down south. Guess what? Once you're gone, he's going to take your spot in class. Then we see uh, Jim being questioned by the officer that picked him up. I don't know why this is a thing of, like, police and movies back in the time. They always got something in their, their mouth, and they're always like... Chewing like a loud motherfucker as they're like questioning the person. And it's like, why? why? Why can't you just talk with not food in your mouth or gum in your mouth or whatever it is? Just, just shut up. Then we cut to the greasers that are parked on the train bridge. And they're like, what's it going to take to uh, scare this boy? Hey, what's it going to take to scare Chipster? And it's like, we got to do the face. And that's when one of the greasers named Vinny, the guy took Kate's spot, changes into his like dead face. And North's like, hey, it's not scaring me yet, Chipster. And then they all start to change their face, which uh richard has a really cool looking face as a dead charcoal zombie creature and uh then they pull out the switchblade and they get ready to uh chop them up into pieces and uh that's what they do they chop them up to pieces and then they throw them off the uh the bridge and that's the next day and jim's finally getting dropped off by a police officer and his son rocks runs out and gives him a big hug he's like hey dad how was jail he's like i wasn't in jail son i was just you know talking to some police officers don't worry about it it wasn't that big of a deal actually that's when sally starts questioning jim he's like so why why do they think you're the one that killed the kids he's like i don't know they just they just think i did i haven't done anything and then he's like i'm just tired i just need to get ready for work and then sally's like you know i just want to be let in i just want to you know be able to talk to you i want to know what's going on because i'm feeling left out right now and i don't know what the hell is going on and then of course that same officer he's like so you were right one of your students did go missing he's like yeah chip right he's like yeah amazing huh how you're right we'll let you know if we find anything out though you know we'll keep you in touch they keep you in the loop you let us know too if you uh figure out anything you suspicious bastard you new person in town huh then we see jim walking past the uh, boys washroom he hears a bunch of laughing inside and goes inside and we see the greasers are all hanging out inside the bathroom and that's when we find out that you know they're introducing the new greaser to him and jim looks in the mirror and he doesn't see the reflection of the greasers at all in the mirror and that's when Richard's like, say, uh, don't tell us you don't remember what today's anniversary is. Today's the day that we get our payback. Today's the day you can't run away from us. Finally. Let me see, uh, Jim's kid walking home. He just, uh, splits off from his buddies because he's like, oh, all right, see you guys later. And the next thing you know, we see the greaser's car coming over hill and chasing his son down the road. The kid actually goes into another person's driveway, crawls underneath the car of someone else, and then the greasers actually ram into that car, flip it over, and then we see the little kid running through the backyard, screaming for help. And then we see Jim showing back up at home. He's like, what What happened? What happened? And then Sally's like, you know, uh, apparently some guys in a black car tried to hit him. And he's like, did anyone else see them? He's like, no, but the, the officers are out looking for it at least. That's when we see Sky in bed. And Jim's like, you don't have to sleep. I need you to rest. And Sky's like, Dad, 
can we leave here, please? And Jim's like, you know, it won't happen again. Don't worry about it. Everything's under control. Everything is fine. And that's when then Jim takes the hat that Wayne, his brother, gave him and actually gives it to his son. He's like, you know, this thing's going to protect you. It's protected me all my life. And now, you, you know, it means a lot to me. So I'm going to pass it down to you because I was the same age you were when I got it. That's when then Jim goes downstairs looking for Sally, his wife. He starts freaking out because she's not answering well. So he starts running around the house looking for her. And then she comes up out of the base. He's like, ah, the dryer's running. Sorry, I didn't hear you yet. And that's when then Jim's like, you know, you got to be careful. There's some punks in my class. They're trying to kill me. You know, we just got to be careful. And we got to stay together. And then Jim's like, you know, these are the same guys that killed my brother. And Sally's like, you're, you're going you're going crazy, aren't you? And so I was like, you know, the people that killed your brother, they got killed by the train. So how is this the same people? How am I supposed to believe that they're alive? He's like, they're not. It's actually the 27th anniversary of them killing my brother. And now they're back. And like, I, they weren't in the mirror and they were actually there. So they're ghosts of some sort. You know, you just got to stay inside, lock the doors and don't leave the house, please. That's when then Jim has a flashback to the police officer that was trying to help him as a kid when he was running away from the uh, the train tunnel. Uh, so he goes to the, the sheriff's office to try and talk to that officer and be like i need to find him for where he is and then we find out he's actually living in an old folks home and jim goes to visit him and the guy looks up he's like hey jimmy it's you it's good to see you he's like hey you remember he's like yeah i've been waiting for you that's when Jim sits down with the officer he's like so it's gonna sound weird but like um the guys that killed my brother they're back and he's like i know i've seen them and wayne needs you he and then we find out he got apparently the officer during a routine burglary check or something along those lines he got shot in the head and he was clinically dead for three minutes and that he that's how he saw wayne and it's like a connection between him and wayne now it's when this guy actually gives the name of the movie he's like sometimes they're in our hearts sometimes they're in their thoughts and you know sometimes if something goes unsettled sometimes they come back that's when jim's like you know one of those guys said they transferred from milford high or maybe they've all been saying milford high and the officer's like yeah that's because it's not school that's why you can't find anything out about it. it's actually a graveyard of course jim's you know checking out this graveyard in the middle of the night with flashlight like any normal person does and he trips and then we find the tombstones of uh lawson north and whoever vinius i forget the last name for him and then out of nowhere two of the creatures just uh, pop up on the tombstones. He's like, hey, welcome back there, Jimmy. We find out the last greaser missing is Mueller and the uh, lost is like, you don't have much time to find Mueller because we're going to look for Mueller too and uh, tonight's the night if you don't find him in time. I don't know what the hell that means, but whatever. I guess they're looking for another person to kill for Mueller. And then we see Jim stop at like a phone booth and he pulls out the phone book and actually looks through the, the registry and he finds a form with how the Mueller's on it. So he rips the paper out and he's going to knock on this weird looking building and he's looking for Carl Mueller. Mueller? Mueller? So we find out Mueller's the last survivor of the greasers. He's the one that was actually trying to squeeze out of the window as the train's coming out the car. And he actually greets Jimmy with a gun in the face. He's like, what do you want? You're actually the guy who punched my brother and, you know, you know, made him get stabbed. Then there's a little tussle and Jim's like, you know, you're coming with me. He's like, what? Come on, man. Like, you almost died too, you know? And that's when they stop at the train tunnel and we have Jim dragging Mueller out. He's like, oh, don't you know your old buddies are back? So every life that they lost, they, they're taking a new life and now they're back. And Mueller's like, you're crazy. You're fucking crazy. I'm getting out of here. At this point in time, Jim has Mueller's gun and Mueller's running down the train tracks. He's like, you're Cal He's pointing the gun at him. But he's like, oh shit, I actually have a gun in my hand. What the fuck was I just thinking? I was going to kill the guy. 
Then we cut back to Sally at home with the Scotty. I think that's the son's name. Uh, asleep on the couch. And she hears a car pull up outside the house. And it's actually that same black car. And their front gate is just like swinging back and forth. And she gets freaked out. And then the car starts to drive away. And Sally goes in the kitchen. So I to put a pot of water on to make a tea. And then as it's starting to the whistle, the basement door actually opens up a crack. She kind of loses focus of what she's doing. And starts pouring the hot water on the stove. And then she goes over to the knife block and grabs a knife out of the block and slowly starts walking towards the door but then she puts the knife back down like nah i'm crazy and then she grabs a bigger knife she's like yeah this one probably do a better job she locks the basement door the the bolt lock on it and then one of the the greasers breaks through the back door he's like hello mrs norman can uh, jimmy come out to play and then he unlocks that door comes through and then another greaser jumps through the 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 living room window because she goes to wake up uh scotty and then another one jumps through the window and they're like welcome to the neighborhood mrs norman then Jim comes in, and he's got the gun still in hand, and he starts shooting, which I believe is Richard, and then he has the gun point at the other two greasers, and they just start laughing at him. Because then Richard pops back up in his human form, instead of the undead form. He's like, hey, nice shooting there, Jimbo, but guess what? You can't kill what's already dead. And that's when the greasers are leaving, and he's, Jim's like, I'm not running away this time. He's like, good, bring them away then uh kids it's fun for the whole family we'll see you at the train tunnel so then we see jim loading up the family into the rv or not the rv the vnw bus and he takes them to a church and next thing we know we see a flashback because sally's like why are they after you and we find out that when jim was leaving the train tunnel as a kid he picked up the car keys that's why they couldn't get the car moving and the train tunnel even though they've been driving the car the whole the whole movie but apparently they need the special keys so they can go back into the mortal world undead world i don't know what the whole thing is but so i was like you know what we could just load up the car and leave and drive away and never come back you know that'd be fine because this never happened before then we see jim leaving the family in the the church because that's not weird at all be like yeah i'll come back don't worry trust me i got this i'll come back and then next thing we know we see jim going back to his old family home with a crowbar to break in because he's got to find those keys somewhere in that old abandoned house maybe we see jim breaking into the house and then he's pushing up the floorboard because he's got this uh looks like an old cigarette box cigar box uh and then he's got a bunch of you know hockey cards baseball cards inside of it, a couple coins and then he f- does find the car keys on the red fuzzy looks like a rabbit foot but it's not i don't even know what the hell it was called back in the day but it was something that was very common for a lot of people to have their keys on then as jim's holding the keys Mueller, who's still alive uh he walks in the house he's like so you're the one that took them and then jim's like what are you doing here he's like i well to be honest with you i used to come here all the time used to you know park my car across the street and just sit there and stare at the house you know i i, I never meant anything to happen to your brother I, I didn't mention i don't want anything bad to happen to anyone i was just, you know trying to be cool that's when mirror's like you know i know it's crazy to say but i believe you i believe that they're back and i always believe that they would be back one day and you know i'm a little bit scared to be honest with you that's when mirror's like you know i'm tired of being afraid i'm not gonna be afraid anymore so let's go get this done and dealt with and they're leaving the house and they get ready to get closer to the vnw bus and that's when the whole bus goes up in flames and then we see the greasers standing off on the side with some gas cans as they're laughing as the car goes up in flames that's when all the greasers come over it's like ah Mueller is that you you used to be cool man you're supposed to be with us you're not supposed to be with that that guy you know you used to be cool until you went yellow that's when we then see them knock Jim down to the ground I think they might punch him in the stomach or in the face and they force Mueller into the car and they drive away and Mueller's in the back car he's like so uh where are we guys going it's like uh to the train tunnel of course you should know that Mueller but I think we're gonna stop off at the train or the uh church and go see some old friends that's when then Scotty hears some noise outside the church and he gets all excited and he goes to open the door and thinks he has dad and it's not it's actual the greasers and then one of the greasers starts to walk in and his foot actually catches fire and starts freaking out and everyone else starts laughing at him then we see them like tormenting 
thing, the guys outside the church are banging on the walls and trying to break the glass. And then we see a very tired Jim running through a graveyard. And then he kneels down at his brother's tombstone asking for help. That's when we then see the wind start to pick up and this bright light appears. And next thing we know, we see Wayne coming out of this bright tunnel. And then as Wayne's coming out of this bright tunnel, we see the greasers all... It catches their attention, even though they're not in the same area. And they're like, hmm something's off and then the tunnel closes up and wayne's gone again and it's just jim yelling for wayne to please help him that's when then the greasers are yelling at sally and be like yeah we're gonna come back around midnight and they uh take Mueller and shove him back in the car and drive away and then we hear jim's voice yelling out outside and scott runs right outside and of course it's actually the greasers just putting on the dad's voice and next thing you know the greasers have a, a switchblade up against Scotty's face and Mueller's like come on don't hurt the kid and then of course Sally punches Richard and he kind of laughs off he's like don't you know Sally nobody punches me and ever lives don't you know this by now and then we see Jimmy talking to himself as he's staring out the train tunnel as he slowly starts to walk towards the train tunnel and then the greasers appear behind him again and cut off cut him off and Parker and then Zach's hands plot again and the greasers pop out saying the same thing that they said the last time but now this time they have Scotty in the back car and he's yelling for his dad for help and he's like so uh we had to get some insurance to make sure you weren't going to chicken out that's all and that's when uh richard's like so you know the routine jimmy so uh how much money you got and he just tells him yeah i just got the 12 cents from the box no one guy's like you're a liar then we hear a train whistle off in the distance one of them's like what's going on and then we see Mueller stop in front of uh jim he's like you know you guys gotta leave him alone and Mueller goes to try and attack uh richard and richard actually stabs him and then vinny's like what are you doing you're not supposed to kill him he's on our side he's like he deserved it he's trying to attack me that's when Mueller's like so every life they take a life comes back right as he's dying in uh jimmy's arms now then we hear a weird sound coming around, a bright light coming up. And Richard's like, ah, boys, we're going to have some company here in a minute. And then we see the bright white tunnel open up again. And now Wayne pops out. And Jimmy's like, oh, my God, this is my brother. And then a fight breaks out between them all. And then we see their car keys drop to the ground again. Vinny then drops uh, Jim to the ground. And then we see Wayne fighting off Richard again and getting held back by North. And then Richard pulls out the switchblade again. He's like, man, nobody hits me. And then we hear a train coming again. And Vinny's like, there's not supposed to be a train running for here anymore. What, what's going on? And that's when Jimmy's like, hey, you guys you guys need this? The car keys? And he chucks them down the train tunnel. Then we see this train starting to come down the tunnel. And it's got a red fo- fog and smoke coming behind it. And then we see Richard being like, oh, no way, man. It's not another train. I don't know if it's Vinny or North, but one of them grabs the car keys. And they all jump back in the car. He's like, come on, we gotta go before the train comes. It's like train's right there dude they get into the car but they get it running and they try to back out or to try and move the car at all but of course the car is now stuck somehow on the train tracks and then the train crashes through them yet again and there's like this cool effect before the train does run into them their faces start to melt like they're in the zombie form again and we see the train crash right through them there's sparks all over the place and then the train goes through the end of the tunnel and up into the sky and disappears and then wayne's like hey uh, that's my cap there you got out there and jim is like yeah that I gave it to my son. You know, I'm, I'm your brother. He's named after our dad. And then uh, Wayne, who's still stuck in the past, he's like, no, that can't can't be. You know, Jimmy's my little brother. And Jim, you know, crouches down. He's like, you know, I grew up. I'm your brother. It's been 27 years since you passed away. And then we see the big white portal open up again. And Wayne's like, I don't want to go back. I, I was all alone there. I, I don't want to go back. Can I please stay? And Jim's like, you know, I would love to. I would love for you to stay and make up for all the lost years. But you can't stay. So then Wayne puts out his hands like, well, you can come with me then. You know, you will come with me to the other side because I was all alone. That's when Sally's like, you know, Wayne, Jimmy loves you so much. But we need him here. You know, our son, Scotty, needs him so much. And Jim and Wayne have a little heart 
heartfelt, you know, brother conversation, you know, hug and, you know, Jim telling Wayne that, you know, you're always in my heart and in my thoughts, you know, go to the other side. Your mom and dad's waiting there for you and we'll be together again sometime soon, but hopefully not too soon. Then Wayne goes back into the portal and closes it up. And then we see Jimmy looking at his hand. He's still got the 12 cents. And then he gives them to his son, Scotty, after Scotty's getting done hugging him. Be like, you know, you need to hold on to these. These are always going to be your good luck coins. My big brother gave them to me and I've held on to them all this time, even though I just got them out of the cigar box that I had stashed in the old family home, but hold on to them and never let go of them. And then we see them walk out of the train tunnel and then the music starts hitting and the outro credits start to play and that's the end of this tv movie it's a good concept and i, I enjoy stephen king's movies um i haven't read much of his short stories or his books in general because there's just so many of them and they're just so goddamn big to be honest with you but i enjoyed this one on the rotten scale of 10 you know, I, li- I like the special effects. I actually do the way the greasers look when they're in their dead form. I'm probably going to draw one or two of them. But I do like the, the way they look. I wish they were in the movie a little bit more. And I love the car they used to. It's fucking awesome. I, I gotta stop swearing as much. But anyways, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. And you can watch it for free on YouTube. I don't know if the other ones are on YouTube, but you can watch the first one for free on YouTube. So on my rotten scale, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I think it's good. And I think you definitely should at least watch it once. And Halloween's coming up soon. So, uh, you know, just start watching your horror movies now. Because why not? I watch them all year around so you know it's always halloween for me but anyways it brings us to the time where we gotta pick our movie we're gonna watch for next week all right after doing some consideration i felt like i want to do something that's another part two which i don't even think i've recorded part one for uh but i'm a fan of the first one and i haven't watched the second one in a while so we're gonna watch uh fright night part two from 1988 so i'm uh, definitely looking forward to watching this and hopefully you guys will tune in for that one as well you can find it for free on youtube just saying just so you know so if you want to watch it on youtube so uh, go search up and uh you know you can check it out there but as always if you guys enjoyed this episode make sure to also check out the outro band uh trauma-based horror band blood opera all their links will be down below you can find them all on all forms of social media sites spotify soundcloud youtube facebook instagram pretty much anything and everything you can even check out their etsy shop to see what cool merch they got custom made stuff anyways also make sure to check me out on all social medias at tf uh all the links will be down below but the main thing that we're pushing is the youtube channel where we got the weekly game video going out as well as other random videos coming out throughout the weeks the the various art shorts we got some old episodes of podcasts going up that you guys seem to be enjoying and you know just other random content so definitely go check that out or check out the instagram page facebook page twitter x page threads all that other fun stuff and i will talk to you guys all later peace